Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Walk a Day in My Culture. This is a podcast where I help you increase your cultural awareness by talking about the daily experiences I have as a Black woman. I believe that if you guys can hear the experiences I go through, you can hypothetically walk a day in my culture, which will help you literally walk on the path of increasing your cultural awareness. So let's get into today's episode, which is entitled Gentrification Religiously Displaced. This episode was inspired by the feelings that I often have on Sunday morning, right? Um, For those of you who aren't familiar with my upbringing, or if you're not familiar with the Bay Area, let me just fill you in a little bit so that today's podcast will make sense to you. So I'm from East Oakland. And I'm very proud of that. It's a very urban area. Well, it used to be an urban area. (laughs) With gentrification, it's starting to change. But when I grew up, it was a very urban area. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I grew up in the Black church because I didn't. Um, But Oakland is really known for just having a plethora of Black churches. Um, I did, however, grow up listening to traditional gospel music. Now I'm talking Shirley Caesar and Tremaine Hawkins. For those of you who know a little bit about gospel music, that's who I grew up listening to. Um, My mom started going to a Catholic church because there wasn't really any black churches around and where we lived at the time, um, we had transitioned from Oakland for a little bit and I lived in Alameda for high school and there was just, it was not one black church in Alameda and we didn't have a car. And so my mom would go to Catholic church just to try and have her connection with God. And I would go with her sometimes. Um, but the roots and the soul piece was the gospel music. Um, she played it all the time. The older I got, I began listening to just the classic raw gospel music and it became ingrained within my soul fast forward a few years ahead when i started college i still wasn't really going to church per se but gospel music started to really really be a part of my daily routine and it was something personal that i did for myself i had a routine where i would listen to three gospel songs in the morning as i traveled through oakland because at that time i had moved out of the house and moved back to oakland so i traveled through oakland um, to cal state hayward currently known as cal state east bay and i just would be on public transportation and have my little playlist ready and part of my playlist was my three gospel songs in the morning. I looked at that as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And even to this day, I try my best to do something of that form um, several days a week. I don't think a day goes by if I listen to music that I don't listen to gospel music first. Um, It's always part of my musical journey, so to speak, because I love music and I listen to a bunch of different type of music. Um, But gospel music is always in, in my rotation. So again, let's fast forward a little bit more. I've finished um, undergrad and grad school and now I am engaged to my husband. Um, And we are living in San Leandro. 
And I have been going to church with my mom occasionally in Berkeley. And just to give you some context of distance between San Leandro and Berkeley, I would say it's maybe about 10 miles apart, so to speak. When I was living in Oakland and going with her to church in Berkeley, it would be like a five, six mile radius um, from Oakland to Berkeley. So not too bad. Um, But by the time I moved to San Leandro, I just kind of, I wasn't really feeling the church too much anymore. And, you know, 10 miles might not seem like a lot, but on a Sunday morning when you are, you know, getting adjusted to being engaged, getting adjusted to, you know, starting to actually be an adult and work throughout the week, um, it just kind of was like not too much of a motivating factor for me to travel to uh, Berkeley. So um, I was fussing about this one day with my husband, like, I just really want to go to a church with some good gospel music. And I'll never forget him telling me, um, if you want that good gospel music, you should go to my church. So the church he kind of grew up in as a youth was known for their gospel music. And I went one Sunday and it just was on from then until we moved. Um, We did the journey every Sunday for about four to five years where we would travel from uh, the Richmond area back to Oakland um, to go to church because it really fulfilled us and it was somewhere we had really grown to love. We um, were married by the pastor there. I sung in the choir there. My husband participated as an usher there. So this was a real sense of community for us um, in the black church. Then the leadership changed and it went downhill from there. It was not as much of an incentive for us to drive back to Oakland, um, just doing this whole back and forth thing. It, It wasn't really our thing. Um, And for context, again, Oakland and the Richmond area, it's about maybe a 15 mile difference, depending on where in Oakland you are and where in Richmond you are. Um, So you're probably thinking, okay, Narissa, like, what's the point of your podcast today? I don't really want to hear you reminiscing about your life. Don't worry. The reason that I kind of went into that whole little backdrop is so that when I do enlighten you um, about why it's hard um, and we feel religiously displaced in the Black community when gentrification takes place, it'll all make sense. So I'm going to enlighten you after we listen to a few commercials and I'll be right back. So a couple of years ago, I wrote a newsletter um, that was about gentrification. It's no longer on my website. Um, It is available for purchase in um, my newsletter edition books. But I did write about this, I believe it was in 2017. I'll leave a link to the book and the session notes. Um, But I wrote this newsletter just to really talk about how gentrification really was like the new segregation and how people of color were being displaced. Um, It was a really, really good newsletter. 
And if you haven't, just a shameless plug, subscribe to my newsletter. I don't, I don't understand why we have to keep having this conversation. Go to my website, Bloom Into Your Best Self, check it out. There's two subscriptions for you to choose from. One is free, one is paid. So what's not to love? There is no reason to not subscribe. I mean, you can subscribe for free and get great content. So when you get to my website, click on the newsletter subscription tab and just browse and see which subscription would be best for you. Um, and just pick one and subscribe and make your life better in regards to cultural awareness. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, but in that newsletter, again, like I said, I focus more on friends and how gentrification was forcing friendships to be further and further apart and how a 15 to 20 mile distance became like an hour or more car ride, um, depending on the traffic that we have here in the Bay Area. So the same applies to the black church, right? Although we are not super far from the main churches in the Bay Area, it's still a 10 to 15 mile difference that can really become a huge debacle with the Bay Area traffic. And in order for me and my husband to be homeowners and to not be scraping the bottom barrel too much, because we all scrape in the bottom, let's just keep it real. But in order for us to be homeowners and get like value for what we were paying, we had to kind of be forced to move outside of the area, outside of our comfort zone, so to speak. We're both from Oakland. We're both very familiar with that side of the Bay and to be pushed closer and closer to the Richmond area, closer and closer to the Sacramento area, it really is a form of displacement. And so for us now, the black church experience is just too far and it leaves us religiously displaced. Yeah, there's black churches in the city next to where we live, but it's not a plethora of black churches like it is in Oakland. There's not a bunch of options. And for anybody out there that's a believer, this is not a podcast to turn anyone. But if you are a believer, finding a church home is not like putting on a pair of jeans. Like you understand what I mean when I say that, you know, you can put on a pair of jeans and they look all right. You know, you might wear that pair of jeans to the store, um, but you're not going to wear that pair of jeans to go hang out with your friends, right? It's just something you throw on real quick to go to the store. Well, that's not how it is for church. We're not going to just throw something on just to go to the store. But unfortunately, that's what it is if we don't want to travel, right? So if we want to go to a black church and have that good old black church experience in Oakland in our familiar territory, it needs to feel right. And one thing that makes it feel right is for us to not be frazzled with traffic that we just fought through, like, or our baby in the background losing it because a 15 mile car ride that should take 20 minutes just took an hour and a half. So again, because of gentrification, we as Black people are pushed out. We are not only pushed away from familiarity and even some of our loved ones, we are pushed away from our church homes, which for many Black people is the biggest protective factor that we have. So why aren't there any Black churches in my actual city? Why are the Black churches only in these areas that are slowly being torn down by builders who are not concerned about pushing people out? Does that mean the Black church will die along with the memories that we have of what our city used to look like? 
I mean, just think about it. Today's podcast wasn't going to be about some uber insightful thing that I revealed to you guys. It really, really just was my thoughts and my rant. Um, Thoughts and rant about how I feel on a Sunday morning sometimes when I'm going to a church that is a really good message biblically, but I don't have that black experience. And I just kind of wanted to rant about it so that you could kind of really, really hear where I'm coming from and walk a day in my culture. So today's cultural tidbit is to watch a video of the gospel singer Leandra Johnson singing with, um, I believe it's the Mississippi Mass Choir. And she's singing a song called God is on your side. I have included that also in the link to the show notes. Hopefully I have the mass choir name um, correct, but I do believe it's the Mississippi Mass Choir. And I really just want you guys to watch the video and see her embody the song and see how it's like a cathartic release for her as she is calling on Jesus and singing to him and praying to him. And that can just give you a glimpse as to what the gospel music can do for people in the black community who are believers in God. It can give you a little bit of insight on how we really get strength from God and can kind of lose ourselves so that we can come back to ourselves. So I really want you to take the time to watch that video and maybe it'll do something for you. Next week, the episode is entitled, What About That Music Though? And I'm going to keep the trend about music going. Um, I'm going to focus on why music is so important in the Black community and not just gospel music, right? But music in general. I really listen to um, other forms of music. And so I want to just not focus on why music is important, but why it has such a heavy presence in the Black community. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until the next time we chat, make sure that you do something that will help you bloom into your best self. And I can't wait for you to come back and join me next week so you can walk another day in my culture.